0: I'm Louise Thomas Mins. I am a skin health educator, a skin therapist, a product formulator, and all round skin geek. I really hope that you enjoyed series one. And whilst we wait for series two, yes, it's on its way, I thought I would share with you a little bonus episode, some little snippets from a couple of those episodes from series one that I think are brilliant.
1: I've been in this field for around twenty years now. And I think my interest started before that, before I thought this is a a career I could do. This is something I could actually have as a vocation. And but it was just a little snowball really. You know, I done an undergraduate degree in a completely unrelated subject. I, you know, kind of done my fair share of sort of office based jobs and, you know, just through my twenties, sort of, you know, lacking a little bit of direction, a bit of purpose really and i just always had a sort of interest in food cooking ingredients and it was just really something that sort of piqued my interest um i just done a part time course and i just thought this is actually interesting even at that point i didn't know this could be a job this could be a career um but it just sort of snowballed i think when you find something that captures your imagination and you know just gives you that sense of purpose you know i could do something that helps people that's endlessly interesting and it was just a little snowball that grew and grew. And, you know, I, I'd done my first qualification in nutrition. This was back in my sort of mid to late 20s. Eventually went on to do a master's degree in nutritional medicine, which really was a stepping stone to a much more rigorous academic, you know, evidence-based approach to this field. And I guess, yeah, that feels like, a you know, a lifetime ago.
0: Let's pick up then on some of those myths, because I struggle with that in my industry. You know, these marketing terms that are banded about. Some of my bugbears are non-toxic skincare. What? Well, it shouldn't be on the shelf if it's got toxins in, because it's gone through toxicology testing. Um, green beauty... What on earth does that mean? Uh, So, I know that there are lots of those terms in your industry as well. And I'm going to swear at you because I remember a few years ago, we talked about one, which was superfoods. So, are there any particular myths that we should really be going, don't listen to that? You know, there's some good evidence why you shouldn't listen to that. And it is total marketing hype.
1: Yeah, perhaps the biggest one, which we've already touched on, um, which I think is huge in relation to any debate about nutrition and skin health, is this idea that we should all be taking a lot of antioxidants to slow down the aging process and to inhibit the aging of the skin. Yeah. So there's a huge industry built around antioxidant supplements and taking supplements of things like vitamin C, vitamin E. and But also, the biggest myth is actually thinking that the reason green tea or red wine or colourful fruits and vegetables are good for us is because they're a rich source of antioxidants. So I sort of alluded to the fact there might be some new knowledge. I hope this will be the new knowledge that I'm about to share. It's been my, I guess, my sort of passion, my field of interest for you know, the last 10 years really is the role of plant nutrients in human health. We call these plant nutrients phytonutrients, phyto being Greek for plant. So my big interest really ever since I've known you, Louise, is is the role of these phytonutrients, these plant nutrients in human health. And I think one of the really sort of fascinating things, if we're to understand this field, is to have a look at those nutrients in food, in plant foods, ask why are they there? what function do they play in protecting plants? Why do plants produce these thousands of compounds? And what happens when we ingest them? And I think if we can understand that or begin to understand that, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I have every answer going, but if we can begin to unpick that, we'll have at our disposal a whole range of phytonutrients that can have a big impact on skin health, but they're nothing to do with antioxidants. Um, And this is, For me, this is the interesting part of it. It's very simplistic thinking to think they're to do with antioxidants. And I've seen that many times, actually, when people have mistakenly taken supplements, thinking this is the best thing I can do, and they're actually causing knock-on effects, imbalances through this good intention of taking an iron supplement, for example, but not realizing they're predisposed to accumulating too much iron in the body. And I've seen that with a professional athlete, by the way. Really? You know, somebody at a very high level within elite sport, you know, taking a supplement containing iron, but predisposed to accumulating a lot of iron. And that's really damaging to health. People don't necessarily realize that too much of some of these nutrients is as Bad as not getting enough, and that's certainly true of iron, which, when it accumulates in excess, causes a lot of inflammation, oxidative stress, and can ultimately cause a lot of damage to organs like the liver, the pancreas. And you know, and and this had been going on for 10 years before I worked with this particular individual of just taking a daily multivitamin with iron in, along with a vitamin C supplement. So the first thing I would say is look, it's about getting those colorful pigments in. So it's making sure there's good sources of carotenoid. So the beta-carotene will be abundant in the sort of deep orange fruits and vegetables. So squash, sweet potato, carrots. So it's making sure you're getting those oranges, uh, those sort of deep orange, yellow pigments. But also in dark green leafy vegetables, they're also a really good source of these carotenoids. So it's getting that color in there. So I would say that like, having a serving of carrots or sweet potato, having a serving of kale or cavalier Nero or some really dark green leafy vegetable to get those carotenoids. Yeah. So wild salmon is the best dietary source of astaxanthin. So that's the pink deep pink pigment that really does have some nice benefits for skin health. So getting that on the menu two or three times a week, I know it's a little bit expensive, but that's, you know, I'd rather be spending it on food, real food than sort of questionable supplements. Yeah. So having wild salmon at like a couple of times a week, there's about three milligrams in a serving of wild salmon, which maybe not quite enough to get oh, wow. the benefits that have been shown in research, but still a nice amount, you know, this is a nice dietary amount, and astaxanthin is one of the nutrients also we've put in this little complex of nutrients I was talking about.
0: I really hope that you're enjoying this bonus episode there's a bit more to come I wanted to thank Panasonic Beauty UK. They were my series one sponsors and without them I wouldn't have been able to put this podcast together so thank you to them. Don't forget to head to Panasonic Beauty UK over on Instagram to learn all about their beauty devices.
2: Yeah so I think you know as with a lot of people founding a brand starts you know way before that was ever the intention. It's years and years of experiences and um, journeys and and different things that one day eventually lead to a brand. So if we're looking at sort of veganism, for me, actually, I've always had quite a sensitive stomach, um, quite a few dietary requirements, you know, really since I was a, a toddler. So yeah, it was quite difficult at times, actually, I kind of forced myself to find it interesting and you know learn as much as I could, but actually having dietary requirements and allergies and sensitivities is a challenge
0: no absolutely and so leading on then to well i mean your your kind of career history being a makeup artist um, as I said you know kind of doing modeling as well um having what you perceived to be skin issues I have other opinions on that one your skin is beautiful um but why did you then want to go into formulating the the Juni brand. So tell us a bit more about that sort of the journey into that. And then of course, tell us all about the brand as well.
2: Yeah, so going back to what I was saying a minute ago about sort of as a toddler having these sensitivities, I've always had sensitive skin, but I don't think it's necessarily something that is always triggered by product. It's triggered by You know, stress, lack of sleep, what I'm eating, it's all sorts of things that run into it. And, yeah, it's right what you said about what you perceive as skin issues. You know, I sometimes now think, oh, God, my skin looks awful. And actually, no, it doesn't. But when I was younger, I used to come out in these sort of rashes and hives on my back. And actually, I didn't care so much how it looked, but it was painful and itchy. So it's one of those things, isn't it, is, again, how it affects you internally and how it impacts your day-to-day life i suppose so yeah skin has always been something that's been at the forefront of my mind it's sometimes been a hindrance and a a discomfort but also you know i'm pleased with how my skin looks now and i feel confident in it so it's been a journey again yeah so our ethos and our tagline at Juni is uncompromising beauty and that ethos um, is appropriate to the formula but also to the packaging. Now I'm sure a lot of people will will know about the plastic issue within the beauty industry in particular. There's I think it's something like 142 billion units of beauty packaging produced worldwide the vast majority of which are not recyclable sometimes they're single use quite a lot gets thrown away after just one use um, so yeah it, it's a real issue and i wanted to tackle that by completely eradicating plastic from our production line and all of our products um, but not only just you know getting rid of the plastic but swapping that with a green material so all of our packaging is made from 100 aluminium which we created in collaboration with some product designers. So it's completely unique and bespoke to Juni. And the reason aluminium is so great is because it's infinitely recyclable. So what that means is that every time aluminium gets recycled, it keeps its um, qualities, it doesn't deteriorate or degenerate over time. So it'll get picked up, made into a new product, and that new product is just as good as it was the first time. That's amazing.
0: Thank you for listening to The Skin Pod. I really hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode and maybe it made you think, well, do you know what? I haven't heard those. I'm going to go and listen to those in full. So make sure you head over and find Glenn and Madeline's episode. And yeah, I'll keep you posted. Series two is on its way. And in the meantime, thank you very much and speak to you soon.